0: Good evening. This is uh, Allison coming at you from the gripe in the heart of Seattle, Fremont. <laughs> Do I sound like a newscaster?
1: Good morning, good morning, good morning. <laughs> yes.
0: I always think of Ann Curry whenever I want to say good morning. I kind
1: of love that. <laughs> st- I like to steal that.
0: Like, where is she hiding, though? She's not hiding.
1: Should she came we... out with a whole Matt Lauer, I'm not surprised, business.
0: Let's start a new podcast. We're on the air. Where in the world is, is Amber? Oh my like, god, that's really funny. We do an investigative
1: <laughs> on where she is.
0: Like, kind of based on that one about Richard Simmons.
1: Right. You remember? Uh-huh. I want to, like, capture her at, like, the supermarket. Or, like, at Pilates. <laughs> <laughs> Walking we would her be, dog.
0: We would be the most ridiculous investigative... Well, first of all, we'd have to move to New York, which... We can't do that. I don't want to
1: approach her. I just want to take pictures from afar with like a, a high zoom lens camera.
0: <laughs> yeah. To Guys, be super creepy. You're listening to The Gripe with Allison and Kai.
1: That's Kai, and this is Allison.
0: We've changed our voices. <laughs> um, huh. This is a podcast where we just try to help people be a little more in tune with reality.
1: And we like to talk about our own crazy.
0: Most of ourselves are crazy, (laughs) our brand of crazy. Our brand of crazy. We're two happy people that can find fault with anything. (laughs) (laughs) Is
1: that Um, our new tagline? I think it can be. I'm into it.
0: Because like I definitely wouldn't describe us as you know dour, depressing folks, but like you put me in a situation and I can find a fault with it. Right.
1: I have a lot of feelings about things. What
0: does that say about us? Um, it's good. it makes us good at what we do, I guess. I,
1: yeah, that's why we have the the, the gripe was born, baby.
0: <laughs> um, how's my best friend Kai doing this week? He's doing good. He's here.
1: Yeah, there's that happening in the news, don't you think?
0: Well, every every day is every a, day. Every day is a breaking news. day. It is. Um, a lot of
1: it is a lot of noise which I I like to tune out.
0: You're really good at tuning it out I'm not yeah I get into it. I, I get into the heart of darkness no
1: no it's it's too much uh, The only darkness that I like to um, to play with is is murder stuff and I'm reading you know a Ted Bundy book right now mm-hmm. uh, The Stranger beside me It's really freaking awesome the stranger
0: inside me
1: beside me It sounds
0: like porn
1: it sounds like my fantasy come true <laughs> if we're being honest um yeah that's the only place i want any darkness okay. right now you know
0: yeah i understand that because the world is a dark place it really so is
1: y'all yeah
0: you have to pick and choose like how how deep you're diving into the darkness yeah
1: yeah so yeah, I'm going with the darkness, but you know when it's just all noise, 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 and nothing's going to happen about it.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: don't need to hear that right now. Let's keep going. Let's keep it rolling. You know.
0: Um. So I'm getting ready to go on vacation. Uh-huh. This, again, again. Yes, this is my life. <laughs> um. And you know what? I'm grateful for it. However, if y'all are true, tried and true gripe listeners, you remember that this time last year I went on vacation. And we were flirting with a hurricane last year.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and it's exactly. happening again this year. Her name's year. Flo,
0: right? Hurricane Flo. Oh my gosh, that reminds me of a funny story. So I texted my friend Amber, who lives in South Carolina. And I said, hey girl, what's the Flo sitch? And she thought that that was just like a new way of, what's sitch? What's happening? What's uh-huh. the Flo sitch? <laughs> and she just gave me the gas. Uh-huh. And she was like, wait a minute. It just occurred to me. That you're talking she- about Florence. Florence. But I was like, let's just make that a new thing. What's the flow? I mean, yeah. it kind of goes. What's the flow?
1: I'm kind of into it. We can adopt okay. that. Give me the tea. Um, Are you nervous?
0: No, because where we go to in Florida is, you know, on the panhandle. Mm-hmm. So it's completely sheltered from everything that's coming up the Atlantic. In fact, oh, it's I a see. whole other ocean. It's the Gulf of yeah. Mexico. Yeah. If you know your geography.
1: Are you Gulf paying attention Mexico. to the, the flow stuff, though?
0: Yeah, it looks really scary. 1989, we had Hurricane Hugo, which, you know, I lived in the middle of the state, and we saw effects from that. Mm. And this looks even worse than Hugo. Mm -mm. And my favorite city in the world, Charleston, I'm like, just hope that that doesn't get obliterated, A, because I have a trip coming up.
1: What is the phenomena where people... You
0: miss that me being selfish, but...
1: (laughs) Uh, People um, ignore the hurricane notices, there, the warnings.
0: I, you know, I was looking through my news feed today, and I I know people that are staying there. They're riding it out. And I'm just like, why? Uh-huh. What's the point? And the person that I'm thinking of in particular grew up with me in Columbia. Like, you could drive two hours east, inland, to Columbia, and you'll be totally fine.
1: Oh. They don't want to waste the gas money.
0: <laughs> well, and that's another part. I was listening to the radio today, um, and I don't know, if this is the stat can't be true that 47% of Americans this is going to make me sound privileged 47% of Americans can't immediately come up with an extra $400 because they're saying that a lot of people like they're saying evacuate 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 uh-huh. and if you don't have a car or if you don't have you know extra money you don't have places to go where do you go mm-hmm. because it costs $60 to drive inland it costs $100 a night to get a hotel oh. you know what I mean
1: mm-hmm.
0: you think that stat is true Um, That's a lot. That's half of Americans. We gotta that
1: they can't come up with that scratch. They can't
0: come up with that extra cash. Mm. I don't know. Sad.
1: It's sad, yeah. Um I guess I wouldn't be surprised yeah if it were true. You know. Mm -hmm. And especially like if you live in like rural South, like it's gotta be tough to come up with that kind of scratch.
0: Animals, like so, if you have animals, is what I'm trying to say, like, you wouldn't want to leave them, like, really. on a farm. Yeah. Is, I am just not articulating that well. <laughs> thinking of, like, the rural South where people are farming and right. you don't want to just leave everything there. What do you do? Yeah. This is very treacherous ground. <sighs>
1: yeah, anyway, so. so
0: that's where it came flow. Everybody in the South, we know we have some listeners there because we look at our stats. We're thinking of y'all. Be careful. Get your ass out of the way. Mm-hmm. Like Usher said. No, Luda, Move, bitch. Get,
1: <laughs> Get out the, the way. way. <laughs> um, What else is happening in the news? How do you feel about the Elon Musk pot situation?
0: First of all, who cares if he is smoking pot? However, he does... He has appeared to have some, like, some breakdowns are happening. Uh. Like, I was much more upset about his pedo comment with the tie.
1: Agree, 100%. Yeah. Yes. But... If you didn't know, like he m- made that comment to like uh, one of the the Thai soccer team rescuers that he was probably a pedo. Oh, he's a pedophile. pedo.
0: He's a pedo guy. Um,
1: and then he was on Joe Rogan's podcast. Have you ever
0: listened to that? I cast? have. Yeah. Is it funny?
1: It's funny. It's random. I've it's all dude is. stuff. It's
0: like bro and out. Yeah,
1: there was like a th- one episode that I don't remember. I think it was about Genghis Khan. I know it's totally random, but it was really fascinating. And um, but it's. A lot of it is like MMA stuff, hunting. Uh, but yeah, I like Joe Rogan. Um, Elon Musk was on there. They're shooting the shit, and then he starts smoking a joint. And I don't really care. I was, like you, more upset about his pedo comments. It doesn't make him not a douche. He's completely a douchebag, right?
0: He's a genius douchebag, though. Mm, whatever. We'll give him his genius. I will. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously. Um, he's, he's done amazing things. I think that he did not need to, when you're the CEO of a publicly held company, I do think it's irresponsible to to smoke weed on the air. It doesn't bother me. And I think that's because we live in Seattle and everybody we know smokes pot except for us. (laughs) Um, but
1: it's going to have an impact on greater America, Right. Yeah, because they're stuck like plummet. After
0: yeah, that. um, they've had a big shakeup in their executive board, mm-hmm. and it seems like he's probably going to be like removed from power. That's what he's I going to be guess. like it's the next
1: Uber thing where like the the head honcho gets.
0: A couple weeks ousted. ago, he gave an interview to the New York Times, and he like started. It was in between laughing and crying. Like he would be crying.
1: Mister Mister Tesla.
0: Yeah. Why. Know because he works 160 hour weeks like I
1: he was exhausted he's exhausted he's having a Mariah moment y'all
0: he is like he's I'm being serious
1: down. he's
0: he is breaking down oh imagine God. being a New York Times reporter and you have the CEO of Tesla like crying to <laughs> on you. on your shoulder it's just like not okay bro
1: <laughs> the veneers cracking get
0: it together
1: <laughs> or take a break yeah. like go take a long nap go to Fiji I don't know we want to vacation. <laughs> wherever you
0: want to go just
1: get away for a while. Yeah. It's not good for you to have all this exposure if you can't handle it. Mm-hmm. And no one's, saying, no one's saying that you have to handle it well, right? Yeah. Just take a break. Damn.
0: Um, I'm sure that nobody has heard this news <laughs> except for you because you sent it to me. But I want to talk about back-to-school pictures.
1: Back-to-school pictures. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And, like, these are a thing, <laughs> right?
1: Um, my feed was definitely... Bombarded Like,
0: within the past 10 years, for sure.
1: With? Back to school pictures. Back to school pictures of your kids going back to school. What do you think about those? Um, I think it's cute for them, you know? I don't, you know, it, it doesn't do much for me. Except, I, if I know the kids, obviously I love it. Yeah. You know, like, I saw Shars and I saw my nieces. Um But that's fine. I'm not mad about it.
0: What's the common theme between all of the back to school picks, is there a theme?
1: Is there a theme? A the common theme. I mean, I think in the long run, it's like a way to, you know, see your kid from first grade to second grade and their outfits.
0: You're getting way too deep. Am I? I think what I where I was trying to get from you is kids are in their first day of school best. Yeah. Like they're looking cute.
1: Is that is is that the thing? It's my thing. Okay.
0: Like, I put Charlotte back to school in, like, this blue and white gingham dress. Yes. That I would never normally send her to school. Oh. But on the first... That is... Yes. On the first day of school, I had her looking like a snack.
1: Most of the pictures, that's what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Don't say she's a snack. She was looking like a snack. She was
0: looking like a little Debbie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, but I would agree that um, most of the... The pictures are very cute, mm-hmm. right? And yeah, I don't know. You don't normally see them that dressed up, right? Period.
0: Because in preschool, like they're painting and they're messy yeah. and they don't understand. And the boogers. So you, yes, there's snot. Uh huh. Sometimes there's lice. <laughs> <laughs> like you don't always well. My best friend Ferris does, but i not talking about that. You don't always dress them up nicely. You right. have them looking like ragamuffin most of the time. Mm-hmm. I love saying that word, ragamuffin. So, hence the story that I'm about to share is with Tori Spelling. So Tori Spelling has a whole broad of kids. And FYI, Tori Spelling, remember?
1: She was Donna on oh, the mm-hmm.
0: Let Donna graduate. Anyway, you remember that? <laughs> I
1: don't remember that, actually.
0: Um, Aaron Spelling is, like, this scion of TV in Beverly Hills worth, like, billions of dollars. Famously, when he died, left he... Left her nothing. did not leave her anything. Her and
1: the, the son. I don't know
0: why. He yeah. just left it all to Candy or Cindy or whatever really. her name is. Yeah. Kind of rude, right? It's a little hurtful. Yeah.
1: I'd want to know why. Like... Were they brats, do you think? So, she, who,
0: knows? who knows? Maybe this is another investigative reporting that you and I do. I can handle going down to, to LA. <laughs> to Beverly Hills. Yeah, to do some investigative. We just hang out at Ralph's, look for Tori. <laughs> um, okay. So, she's had to like, make her living off of reality shows and lifetime dramas. Uh huh. So, she also had. That's a
1: real house for sure.
0: Yeah. She has like five kids, I think. She with this guy that's cheating on her. Oh yeah, so D like, list actor.
1: Um, and and so all those kids are are hers. Mm-hmm. There's it's not a blended family. Correct. Okay. They're all
0: hers. Yeah. So she posted a back to school pic, and I people I got had things to, to say. say. Yeah. People were not feeling her back to school pic, mm-hmm. and I honestly was a little bit confused by it mm-hmm. because. The kids, what people were upset about is that they look like ragamuffins. Mm-hmm. People were commenting about her kids being overweight, and they were commenting on how they look like
1: raggedy and, how and they, were, they looked disheveled. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So she clapped back. Yeah. Which is the correct thing to do. Sure. Yeah.
1: I mean, any parent would do that. Yeah. So
0: I'm just, I'm, she just didn't fall in line with, like, the normal protocol of, like, dressing your kids in their first day of school best.
1: I guess my, the, the flag that went off for me is that she's pr- pretty well put together all the time. Herself. Herself. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? She's had
0: all that plastic surge.
1: And I just feel like if, you know, the attention should go to kids. If it's not, it should really on your, your kids. And I don't know if if she, she did that.
0: Like, she's doing everything for, for herself, herself yeah, and not for the exactly. kids.
1: That's my only minor issue mm-hmm. with the situation. Um, the, my other thing, too, is, like, if you're in the public eye and you put your kids out there on social media, you, you're going to get the good with the bad. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that she deserved to get, you know, her keet, her teeth kicked in mm-hmm. for that, but it's going to happen. Yeah. You know, if that's your, your thing.
0: I'm always curious about people who choose to make really negative comments on social
1: media. Yeah. You mean trolls? Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And like, okay, going out of your way to create a new social media account just so you can write mean comments. Yeah. What kind of person are you? You're just
1: bored. You've got a bored life. And you
0: have a hateful soul.
1: (laughs) Right? Yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't got time for that.
0: It's fascinating. It is. Oh, Allison and Kai, go investigate
1: it. <laughs> Here we go. Find some we Let's go find some
0: trolls. Go <laughs> find Check some out the
1: um,
0: So I feel sorry. I I feel you, Tori. Spelling. That's, that's rough. Um,
1: I'm just go make
0: another Lifetime movie about
1: it. So I kind of want to circle back to one of our old gripes, um, GoFundMe.
0: Oh, yeah. That was way back in the day. There's a
1: couple of points I want to bring up that have just come to light okay. um, in the news. And the first situation has to do with um, someone did a GoFundMe uh, because their friends got fired. She was going to lose you know, her house, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So posted this GoFundMe page for her. Um, some stranger saw it and was like, oh, gosh, I'm really moved by this story. I'm going to donate some money, right? He wanted to donate $15 but ended up, Donating fifteen thousand dollars, and it was an older guy, older man oh who just doesn't gosh. know technology went well. And so, by the time he realized that he had put some extra zeros at the end of that fifteen, um, it was the money had already gone. Right. Okay. So what happened? So You're, I'm on the edge of my seat. <laughs> so he tries to contact um, the person in charge, the person that set up the page, and he said. I actually don't have anything to do with the money part of it. So you have to contact GoFundMe directly.
0: Please tell me. GoFundMe did the right thing. So
1: the thing is, it's impossible to find anyone, like, like customer service-wise. Because they just think that their system is perfect and it's seamless. And so for a while, he couldn't get a hold of anyone. And eventually, he did. And um, yeah, they returned his money for him. But can you imagine... <laughs> This poor guy, just trying to help somebody out. She was
0: trying to donate $15. Yeah. Um,
1: 15 G's later. It's like, oh my God, I can't afford this.
0: uh, I've done that before. Not with GoFundMe, but when paying a credit card Uh bill. Oh. I had meant to type in forty eight dollars oh. and I typed in forty
1: eight hundred. Oh. No, I'm just gonna pay off my credit card
0: bill. <laughs> and I like I uh, it was through Bank of America. It was a Bank of America card and I had done it on Bank of America site uh-huh. and I it was pretty easy. I just called them up and I was like, this was a, a mistype or whatever. Okay, so
1: that was not an issue then. It wasn't oh, a issue. Oh thank god.
0: But I was like, um, my account is going to overdraft. Uh, Uh will you not charge me any fees? And they're like, oh yeah, this is fine, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, when I I saw that, Mm -hmm. I was like, (gasps) panic. Yeah, I felt like such a ding-dong. That's funny.
1: Um, The other story.
0: About the vet.
1: About, yeah, yeah.
0: Those sons of bitches.
1: So a woman.
0: And her boyfriend.
1: Yeah, well, she was driving. Yeah. She ran out of gas in a bad part of town. And this guy, homeless guy, came up to her and said, it's not safe for you to come out of your car. Stay here. I'll be right back. So he shows up 20 minutes later with a tank of gas, like a can of gas. It was his last 20 bucks. He fills her her tank up, and then she's on her way. So she was so moved that she was like, we've got to do something with this guy. They set up a GoFundMe for, for him, and um, it raised a shitload of money. How much? I
0: want to say 400,000.
1: Yeah. And um, so they bought a trailer in their name, put it on their property. He lived there. He was really grateful. Um, But then it turns out that they were going on these luxurious vacations, new automobiles, and they have like um, not super fancy jobs, like teacher, and he's a blue collar worker of some sort. So their lifestyle just got to jump up. And people were trying to figure out how that happened. Um, and so then they refused to give him whatever money that was due. Um, and then they said that it was because he's still a drug addict and they didn't want him to, to you know, use all that money up on drugs. Which is legit, I think. Um, they went to court. And the court sided with the, the homeless guy, the homeless vet. And uh, they said that they haven't spent any of the money, but...
0: Which is a bald-faced lie. Right?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because didn't they buy, like, a BMW Uh and... uh...
1: Real fancy, fancy stuff. Yeah, like... I'm just curious to see what happens when... Because, you know, they have to return the money, like... And they're going to show where the money is. I want to see those documents, because I'm really nosy. Yeah.
0: I mean, if you're going to do a good deed, then actually do a good deed.
1: Yeah. I mean, I would be concerned about him... Still being addicted, right? But then he did put himself in a rehab center, so that was that's positive. No mm-hmm. he can get on his feet and use that money for something good, yeah. You know, so thanks, GoFundMe. <laughs> we know you do really good job, good work, but um, we just need to point out some 90, of
0: the... <laughs> 90% of the time, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 10% of the time, it's people being assholes it's iffy. 2% <laughs> of the time it's like oh I thought this would be really romantic to live in my van it's mm-hmm. not and I want you to pay for it and I want for me. you <laughs> people yeah. this, these are real stories guys <laughs> these are real stories of people not living in reality mm-hmm. I want to go to Burning Man can you help me no. no first of all why do you want to go to Burning Man no. sounds like an actual nightmare
1: I don't think you should go to Burning Man either so I'm not going to help you <laughs> exactly
0: <laughs> my last piece of dives into our topic for the day, so. Yeah. Oh, go for it. Ready? Yeah. Um, I don't know what that was, that little ding dong. Oh, that was us. That was me, sorry. Um, so my, like, one of my best pals, Kate, I've talked about her on Mm -hmm. the cast before. She lives in New Jersey. She's, like, my most fashionable friend. I'm always curious as to, like, what she's wearing. And she's a sweater designer for Eileen Fisher. Like, she's successful Mm -hmm. she and her husband don't have any kids and um, like I said she's fashionable and y'all like fashion comes at a cost and she's able to spend money on it Mm -hmm. right so she's wearing a pair of pants the other day that are not cheap and um, they're they have a specific look to them so like if you're in the know you know what these pants are Mm -hmm. and you know how much they cost Mm -hmm. So she's wearing them to work, and um, somebody comes up to her. She texted me this last week. One of my coworkers noticed my cam pants, and her comment was, "Well, you must not have children." <clears throat> and it it made me so mad.
1: But so did and it she made just
0: her so mad?
1: Um...
0: Because that coworker is insinuating the only reason you can pay for those pants is because you don't have to pay for your kids
1: Uh which isn't entirely untrue but is that needed do you need to say that
0: well and like so what i i told her you know that's so rude i'm so annoyed i'm sorry Uh -uh." she said i almost said well since i can't have children i'm filling this hole in my heart with really expensive pants which i think is what she should have said
1: yeah
0: minus the part about like since i can't have children because you know but that's nobody's
1: business anyways
0: right yeah like and then she goes on to say, you just don't say things like that to people. And I wrote back. I was like, she's ultimately just trying to explain and rationalize to her own her self. Self, yes. Why she's... she's... trying to
1: organize her, her reality. Yeah. And, and when she sees something that butts up against it or that threatens it, then she needs to figure out a way to make it make sense for her. hmm Yeah.
0: So, um, you know... While and... being
1: rude. As fuck and doing I it.
0: and this that brings us to the topic that we're chatting about this week, which is all about being polite.
1: The culture of politeness,
0: policing politeness, <laughs> um, because I feel like more and more people feel. I wish I stopped saying "feel" and put that on my words and phrases. Great, people say rude things to you, but you're not allowed to say rude things back. Mm. You know what I mean? Like she went out of her way to say something. Essentially rude to my friend Kate. Right. And then it's almost like you just kind of have to take it. Do you, though? More and more, it seems like the culture of politeness is changing Mm -hmm. where you can say something back. But it's like, I'm so caught off guard. What's the right thing to say?
1: Right. I mean, I can think of a snap response two hours later. Yes. Which I wish I had a clap back. Why
0: Why is it always that two hours later? (laughs) But
1: that's the thing. I feel like when someone catches you off guard, I don't think that it registers right away that they were being a fucking dick. Yeah. Right? Um, And then when you give it time and space and you let it mellow, that's like, oh yeah, that was fucking rude. Mm -hmm. Right? And it's like, this is what I should have said. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that people expect... Um, that rudeness yeah so
0: so guys that's what we're talking about yeah. policing politeness what do you think is the difference between being kind and being polite
1: um I mean I think kindness is sort of inherent you just are or you aren't Right? And it's sort of how you behave on a day to day basis. Like when you are in public and you're with people. Um, politeness, I feel like it takes more effort because there are like rules, I feel like, with politeness. Whereas kindness, you're just trying to go on, go on about your day, not creating chaos for people or yourself.
0: <laughs> I like it when you use that, <laughs> that phrase. Um, yeah, I mean, when we were chatting about this, uh, this topic you told me you're like I feel like you have a lot of things to say and I don't really I just think that especially being a woman and growing up in the south there are certain expectations of the way you're supposed to act and a lot of that is being polite right yeah
1: um, but to what end
0: your other favorite phrase right <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm honestly not I'm my ver- my vision of myself is that I'm not very polite. Like, I will cut a bitch if I have to. Mm-hmm. If it means, like, sticking up for myself.
1: Right, but I feel like that is, that's you reacting, responding to something. As opposed to you dishing like, that out first. Yeah, I don't dish right? it out first. Yeah.
0: That's a good observation.
1: Yeah, I think that, that the, um. It's a, it's more of a reactive thing, a reactionary thing, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. I oh, will cut a bitch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's not how you, you know, you meet someone with, <laughs> with a knife behind <laughs> your back, ready to cut somebody.
0: Yeah. What you do know? you think of yourself?
1: Um, yeah, same thing. I think that I reflect energy. <laughs> so if you're good to me, I'll be good to you. But if you come at me with guns blazing, I'm ready for you, honey. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> I've always been ready, you know?
0: So this isn't something that's evolved over time. Um, You've always held your guns ablazon?
1: No. No, I definitely think that uh, I, I've grown into it because I have more of a sense of self now, and I'm more than happy to stick up for myself when I need to, mm-hmm. you know? Because um, if you're not kind, and I can tell, and then you're not kind to me or other people... In my immediate you know world, then I'm ready for you, because yeah. a lot of times you let things go because you don't want st- to you don't want to make waves, mm-hmm. you want everything to stay status quo and very mellow um, but then I think that when you do that, you lose yourself you don't have agency for yourself to to say what you need to say mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah um, it's that whole thing of um I think that we all grew up with if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all.
0: So many people forget that.
1: They, they do. Um, but at the same time, I feel I'm taking the other stance in, in that if I have something that I'm feeling, if I don't like the way something's being done, I'm not going to shut up about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think that that needs to be expressed because if you don't say it someplace, then you sort of internalize it and it gets pressed down and then it blows up eventually. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but if you take the other stance of being, being polite, if you have nothing nice to say, then don't say it at all. Why, why would you not say something?
0: Well, I mean, if, if I don't have, if, wait.
1: if it's not constructive, what? do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I do. I look
0: at it at honking the horn. Like, if somebody's doing something wrong, I'm not going to not honk. Right. But if I don't like your outfit, I'm not going to say I don't like your outfit.
1: (laughs) Right, exactly. It's not constructive. Yeah. Right? (laughs) Like, I don't know how constructive it was for those trolls to tell Tori Smelling that her kids weren't dressed well. Yeah, completely unconstructive. You you know what I mean? Like, how is that going to, how does that help the world?
0: (laughs) I was with this uh, woman a month ago or so and she had moved out of state out of Washington and then had just recently moved back so I was asking her about how's the transition you know because a lot of things have changed in the past five years since you've been gone Mm Hugh Kelly Clarkson, since you've been gone. <laughs> um, and she said one of the biggest things she noticed is people honking. She's like, oh. so many people honk. I mean, can't people just be kind? No. Be kind? Uh-uh. I got
1: places to be, honey. I am, Move. I
0: am here always for people honking. Yeah. I love to hear a good honk. Yeah. I like to lay it on the horn, right. too.
1: And it creates the desired effect.
0: Yeah, people move. They
1: move. Mm-hmm. They go. Right? Or I they c- stop being... Creating a dangerous situation. If
0: you go back to our driving gripe from way last year. back when, yesterday I honked at some woman that just wouldn't ease up in the lane to turn left mm-hmm. and she let a whole left turn go. Nope. Honk. No,
1: that's not honk. okay. You're not You can't stand here all day waiting for an opening. You gotta make it. You gotta go get into the intersection. You
0: gotta create your life. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing I wanna say is that I think the downfall of being too polite is that, you know, people are polite because they're trying to make other people feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So when Kate didn't say anything to her co-worker, she didn't want to make the coworker feel uncomfortable. Even though I think she should have.
0: Yes. You know what I
1: mean?
0: Okay. Um, and what's to say? That person knows... Nothing about Kate's financial right. situation. Mm-hmm. Kate could be buying mini cam pants for her kid for all that person is. <laughs> right. Adult and child. Yeah. F her.
1: <laughs> so annoyed. So,
0: um, kind of harkening back to being polite, Serena Williams and the U.S. Open. Oh
1: yeah.
0: So there's a couple arguments. I'm sure everybody knows yeah, about there's, this story. Totally. Um. And a lot of it was having to do with men versus women. Yeah.
1: If you don't know, it was the U.S. Open.
0: Last weekend. The
1: finals. Um, Serena was playing against a rising star. I don't know her name.
0: She's from Japan. We yeah. know
1: that much. Um, and there was a point where the head umpire basically accused her of cheating because her coach was motioning. motioning. To Serena. Serena didn't see it. But the umpire saw the coach with his his hand signals whatever. And accused her of cheating. She went off on the guy and demanded an apology. Right? Right.
0: And then, so that was like one red flag. And then the next red flag, she uh, broke her tennis racket. Mm-hmm. And so then she got another demerit. And then something else happened. Mm-hmm. Oh, after she got the second demerit... Um, she went back up to the chair up and was like, "You're ca-, she called him a thief. Mm-hmm. And so then that was the third one. And essentially it lost her a game. Yeah. So then she like goes out. I mean, she is yelling at him. You stole the point from me. You're a thief. You're a thief. You're a thief. Mm-hmm. And um, so in the news, and what she's talking about afterwards is because she's a woman, he's doing all of this stuff to her. Right. He's taking the game away from her. Whereas if she had been a man, like people would view a man doing that as being passionate about mm-hmm. the game. Right. But a woman doing it is... They
1: frame it in a different They're end. hysterical.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then there's a lot of arguments to be said about regardless if you're male or female, should you be reacting that way? Mm-hmm. And I'm always so... Uh, what's the word, interested, when people who are not playing, like Serena Williams is one of the greatest athletes of all time. Mm -hmm. And people that are not even close to playing at that level, feeling like they can give an opinion on, this is what you should or shouldn't
1: behave behave in
0: this certain situation. How in the world would you ever know what it's like?
1: And also, if you look at, you know, a John McEnroe, who lost his shit.
0: All the time. On the
1: regular. Yeah. Right? I don't... I think that people found it entertaining. And they're like, yeah, like, they kind of, they love that. But then when Serena Williams does it, again, it's framed in a completely different way. Um, because she's supposed to behave, you know, um, in, like she's in polite society.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I say, fuck that. <laughs> yeah. I, I love her passion. And I love that she demanded something from the umpire because she felt she was wronged. Mm-hmm. And I see nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Yeah. I'm totally into it. Yeah. It agree. wasn't polite, but it was fucking real as fuck. <laughs> and I'm into that. I'm swearing way too much on this, on this episode. <laughs> <laughs>
0: do you have any personal examples?
1: Um, I do, actually. And I was thinking about this week and, uh, You know the one that came to mind was I was on a flight I don't remember where I was going Um, but you know I am as most people are you are either an aisle or window seat kind of person personally I am an aisle person
0: I think it's so strange Uh, do you cuz I'm a window person cuz I want to be able to lean my head against the window I
1: like to put my leg in the aisle Oh. and have it get run over by the cart. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I do feel bad, though, because I usually have to pee on the plane at least two or three times. I'll be at right. up. That's
1: why I'm an aisle person, because mm-hmm. I pee too much. Um, so I'm boarding the plane, and I get to my row, and um, I see that the only the middle seat is open. So I look at my ticket, and... The seats that are occupied—they're like these two giant, like Samoan or Fijian men um, who are just like kind of spilling over into the middle seat, they own the only empty seat, right? And so, like, so I say, "Oh, I have the aisle seat," and the gentleman says he looks up at it and says, "Does it really matter?" Like he didn't want to move, and I was like, "Oh." I guess it doesn't, and I took the middle seat.
0: Kai. This is when I was
1: like in my twenties, see, and I didn't have enough of a backbone to do oh. the same
0: thing.
1: And again, I didn't want to make any waves. Yeah. I didn't want to call a flight attendant over, you know, to correct the situation. So then
0: you had the uncomfortable middle seat. I was with squished
1: no space. between these two giant men, Ugh. Um, and they were like brothers or cousins or something. They That's knew each other. So obnoxious. Um, <laughs> I know, and you know, I regretted that. That was like a a pivotal point for him was like, why didn't you say anything? Like, why didn't you have enough um, strength to stand on your goddamn feet and, you know, make noise about this? Yeah. And so, yeah, it's not happened since. Um, But, (laughs) I know what's, what's mine's. Yeah. (laughs) Golly, that's annoying. mine. Yeah.
0: Um, I think, I'll never forget, I'll never forget this. And this is uh, also kind of a, a women's specific thing too. Mm -hmm. But, I was in South Carolina a few years ago, and I went to my favorite fried chicken place, mm-hmm. Bojangles. Mm-hmm. And I was standing in line thinking about what I was going to order, my chicken tenders, and my <laughs> Cajun fries, yeah. and my sweet tea, and <laughs> this...
1: They love sweet tea in the South.
0: Yes. And I was so excited. Like... My mouth is watering now, just thinking <laughs> about it. And this guy is in line, because angles is not known for being fast, uh-huh. so you have to stand in line. This guy is like, you don't look very happy for somebody that's about to order fried chicken. Awesome. Why do I have to look happy? Uh-huh. I just ignored him. I had
1: hey, your business.
0: Yeah. I just gave him the ice freeze. I iced him out.
1: Was he a cu- another customer? Yeah. <sighs> okay. And that's I was, weird. I was
0: like... I think I I might have given like a awkward laugh like a <laughs> mm-hmm. but I think that he is trying to flirt with me but it he was just going about it in an <laughs> awkward way yeah because why do I have to look any type no. of way when I'm getting ready to order fried chicken right maybe I should look happy because mm-hmm. I was really excited. <laughs> My inner excitement was not showing on the outer part. But it doesn't have to, not
1: for his convenience. Oh,
0: certainly not for his convenience. Maybe for the Bojangle workers. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Because they do deserve some of your joy. (laughs) I feel that. Um, I do find myself, no, I used to find myself, you know, I'm a single person. And so there's a lot of times where I'll go and... Have dinner by myself or lunch by myself, right? Um, and some of the language that I use, like when I walk into a, a, a restaurant, just one,
0: um, rather than like you don't you don't need to uh, qualify with it with
1: just yeah. And it, it, I it, I kept hearing it and it would drive myself crazy. And I was like, why do you do that? You know, why do you say just one? Like, oh, it's just me. I won't make too much trouble. I'll be really easy. It's just me. You know, you don't say just two, mm-hmm. you say table for two, All right? And so since then, it's been a long time since I've done that. I'll always say table for one mm. because it's, you know, it's not apologetic. I'm not, I don't need to smooth things over with anyone, you know? Um, there There isn't a sense of politeness that you have to overcompensate for with yeah. saying table for one, you know?
0: So whenever you say table for one, mm-hmm. Do they ever try to sit you at the bar? I'm fine with that. Yeah. okay Yeah, I'm okay with that. Because yeah, okay. I was just assuming that if you specify table, oh. does that mean that you don't want to sit at the bar yet?
1: <sighs> okay, yeah. Especially, I mean, uh, if, like if it's time thing, it's complete, I don't care. Yeah, just give me a, I just want to get a table or, or get served um, quickly. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. When I was traveling for work... I would go out to eat by myself, and I would take a book with me or an iPad mm-hmm. or something because I just did not want anybody to talk to me. Oh. That was the thing. Uh. I don't mind eating by myself uh. or doing anything by myself. I was just having this conversation with Charlotte yesterday because she couldn't believe that I went shopping by myself yesterday because <laughs> I got her. I was showing her some new clothes. I got her, well, who went to the store with you? And I said, I went by myself. She said, do you like being by yourself or are you sad? No, I love being by myself. She could not fathom that (laughs) concept. But anyway, um, recently when Erin was gone for two weeks, I got a babysitter one afternoon just for like a couple of hours so I could go to a coffee shop and read my book. Mm -hmm. And I was honestly terrified that once I got to that coffee shop because I didn't have headphones in, That somebody was, because I was by myself, Uh and I was just sitting there reading a book, that somebody was going to talk to me. Uh And I had, I like, I was ready to go, as they say. Like, if somebody was trying to talk to me, I'm going to be like, I just want to read my book. (laughs)
1: Like,
0: don't feel sad for me because I'm by myself. Don't feel like you need to provide me with conversation because...
1: I am perfectly content.
0: This, right now. like, I am paying to be here
1: <laughs> by myself. By
0: myself, I got a babysitter, so I could just come and read and have quiet for two hours. <laughs> and um, nobody talked to me. That's good. <laughs> yes. They
1: got that vibe. They yeah. caught your vibe. You survived. <laughs> <laughs> um. Th- I'm gonna take this into a little darker place. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I think that politeness um, has caused a lot of women to mm-hmm. be harmed. Yes, for sure. Victimized. Um, I'm reading that Ted Bundy book, um, and he, like, he preyed on women's politeness. Like he would like put a cast on his arm or like have crutches so that he would look like vulnerable. And then he would ask, some, like a complete stranger, a woman, "Oh, do you think you could like help me, um, you know, into my car?" And of course, they didn't want to be rude, right? Even though the women, some women that got away, they they said, "I had a bad feeling, but I didn't want to be rude," and so I helped him. And then he tried to attack me, but I got away. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing.
0: Yeah, you gotta listen to your gut You have to.
1: Um, and so, you know, one of my favorite podcasts, my favorite, my favorite murder, they have coined the term fuck politeness.
0: Fuck politeness. Yeah.
1: And I just think it's hilarious. Like, uh, Georgia Hartzora, she's, she says, pepper spray first and ask questions later. (laughs) (laughs) And I just think that is the funniest thing ever. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's so true that. Don't put yourself in harm's way because you're trying to just make nice mm-hmm. and not create discomfort by screaming or running away, right? It's like, oh well, yeah, of course. Let me help you carry your couch into the back of that white van. <laughs> I'll go in first. You know what I mean? It's like, no, like, trust your, your guts, yeah. everyone.
0: Um, I mean, the two times I've been Me too at work, like, these guys were – Massaging me and like tracing, no. tracing like my neck with their fingers. This happened at work, mm-hmm. and I didn't say anything because I didn't want to make them feel uncomfortable. And
1: that's such bullshit. It
0: is bullshit. It doesn't make
1: you wrong. It just makes the situation fucked up.
0: No, I don't feel wrong.
1: Yeah,
0: that was just that was that, That's what every woman woman goes through. Right. Not making you people feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, women. It's just a whole nother You know, if I ever have to. Walk out to my car alone. I'm carrying my keys and I'm walking at a fast clip, like so I can get into the car as fast as possible. Like, it's just a whole other, a whole other rules to abide by when you're a woman. But I agree. Fuck politeness.
1: Right, and I also I find it fascinating that this does not, you know, once you reach certain status, it still exists. Remember when the whole Sony hack happened? Yeah and it was revealed that um, American Hustle, the movie, was out and Jennifer Lawrence found out that she was making way less than her male counterparts. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she wrote an essay saying that she wasn't mad at them, she was mad at herself, because she had the instinct to fight for more money, but she didn't because she wanted to be liked by the director and the group. You know, So, um, so she regrets that. And it wasn't, but not for the, that hack that happened. She would to have known that mm-hmm. and sort of realize for herself that she gets to ask for what she wants, um, even at the expense of being polite, right? Yeah. So it, it doesn't matter affects- how big you are. Yeah. It still affects everyone, you know?
0: Yeah, that's all I have. Um. I've got more examples of... People being rude to me and me being polite back. I think that's just the thing of um, want me wanting myself to be quicker on my feet when things happen uh-huh. to me. Right. And I feel like the older I get, the the faster I am to get there.
1: <laughs> Crack that whip right yeah. away.
0: <laughs> Did I tell you about how we got snack shamed on a walk the other day?
1: Snack shamed.
0: Snack shamed. That's really happening these days. Wow. Um. The craziest things happen on my walks in Edmonds. (laughs) Um, It was the fam. I had the squad out, the tribe, me, Erin, Charlotte, and Bella. And we're pushing Charlotte in the stroller that you helped me, that you actually bought for me that one time. Uh... But luckily, I was able to reimburse you. And um, Charlotte, was her new thing is Pirate's Booty. Uh She's really into Pirate's Booty. Which is what? It's puffed rice. Uh And um, it has, it's like cheese. It's basically like a healthy Cheeto. Got it. (laughs) It's puffed rice and not puffed corn. Uh Um, So she's eating her Pirate's Booty out of a Pirate's Booty bag. So it's labeled. And this woman comes up to us and she's coming at us as we're walking towards her. And she says, um, I can't remember exactly what she said, but she was just like, I can't believe you're eating Pirate's Booty. It's a Mormon company. Like, she was mad at us that we were giving her Pirate's Booty because maybe Pirate's Booty is Mormon.
1: You're all, and to pay my bills. (laughs) And I just
0: looked at her and I was like, I have no clue what you are talking about right now. (laughs) And we like, and that was the interaction Uh because we were walking past each other.
1: Uh God damn.
0: And I was just like, Aaron and I were like, is, first of all, is Pirate's Booty Mormon? Second of all, who cares if it is? Right. Like, even if Pirate's Booty is atheist, even if they worship <laughs> Satan.
1: Is like, it tasty? Is my ca- daughter eating it? Who cares? <laughs> then I'm going to buy it.
0: <laughs> and so, that was just a wild circumstance. Yeah. Like, she, and then, so then I Googled it. I was like, is Pirate's Booty Mormon? And it's not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so she's just making stuff up.
0: She was maybe And she creating
1: was, chaos along her little walk in she, Edmonds.
0: I know, and it was a nice night. <laughs>
1: Not until then.
0: Stole some of my joy.
1: <laughs> um, that's the bottom line, y'all. Don't Don't create chaos. Di- don't create chaos.
0: Don't steal someone's Fuck joy. Fuck politeness.
1: Trust your gut.
0: Don't be a troll.
1: <laughs> don't comment on
0: kids like do not. I don't think you can ever comment on somebody else's kids unless it's compliment.
1: Otherwise, <laughs> keep that shit to yourself. Because herself.
0: every parent knows they're messing up their kids some kind of way. <laughs> like I know I'm messing up Charlotte some kind of way. I
1: mean, you're going to, and yeah. all parents are going to, whether they want to or not. I mean, no one wants to. Oh no,
0: nobody wants yeah. to. But I mean, I know that I'm not necessarily doing yeah. doing it right.
1: Leave the kids. Alone.
0: Leave Brittany and the kids alone. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, That's all I got today.
0: All right, folks. How about you? Yeah, that's it. Okay. And...
1: Um, yeah.
0: <laughs> I was going to say bye, but I have other things to say. Okay, go. We're curious to know, you guys, how you heard about us. Like, if you don't know Kai and myself
1: personally... personally
0: how did you hear about The Grayad?
1: Right? Cuz I know that we have like more listeners than I know personally. Yeah. And I would love to know how you guys found us.
0: Yeah, so text Kai at 612-555-1234. <sighs> five,
1: five, five. <laughs> <two, three>, <laughs> um,
0: but seriously, if you listen to The grade, you don't know us, then DM us on the Instagram or send us a quick email and tell us how you heard about us cuz we're just curious to know.
1: And that's the gripe podcast at gmail.com Aww,
0: he gets a cookie he got it right today <laughs> Ding. all right till next time all
1: right guys bye, bye.